pop. What's going on, everybody? I was grabbing me a cold pop. Oh, what was that? I had to pay homage really quickly to oh, Sweet Brown. Come on, Sweet who Brown. Who gave us the first cold pop. I was had I was running to this uh, kitchen to get me a cold pop. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I thought somebody was barbecued. <laughs> That's my favorite. Oh, Sweet Brown. I love you, Sweet Brown. Wherever you may be, know that you still have a fan in me. But welcome, everyone. How's everyone doing out there? What's going on? I am Marcus Drew Steele. And I'm Trenton Rashad. And this is Cold Pop. Welcome back. Woo! Um, So I'm afraid I might have some differing opinions tonight. And that's perfectly fine. That's what this is about. That's exactly what this show is about. Giving us a cool, crisp, refreshing take, whether it might be what we've expected or what we've not expected on the world of pop culture. Well, some people are probably about to not agree with me today. Oh, honey, that was episode one, when you try to tell everybody that J-Lo could hold a candle to Beyonce. And you know she stays with the fresh opinions. So we already know. I'm here to give it to you one time. Yeah, give us these whack opinions. Ah, okay. <laughs> once, okay. And, once and twice before. Yeah, okay. Keep on. Keep, but we're keep, really excited. We're back now. Episode three. So third time's a charm. Let's make this happen tonight. Let's do it. All right. So first segment we're going into is what the hell happened? What happened this weekend? (laughs) And you know, I don't even really want to get into it. I will start. Okay. Go for it. Let's keep it brief. Well, and you know what? We can't keep it brief because my weekend was very brief. My Saturday night was very (laughs) Very brief. brief. Let's call it what let's call a thing a thing. It was brief. Let's go with um, Spade You know, Friday night was kind of just like a chill night, which was like actually not a big issue for me. I had a fun time Saturday morning slash afternoon. I had a friend come into town. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my really good friends when I first moved up to Chicago who helped me get acclimated, left me here, but came back this past weekend. And so we had a good time and just brunching and just kind of, we, we actually went to a couple thrift shops, which is a, a one of our favorite pastimes. And so we got to do that. Saturday night, though, I had, I mean, you could have called me John Travolta because I had Saturday night fever, honey. I was ready to get out of the house. I don't know why. Like, why were you so adamant on doing And maybe something? because it was Friday, too. Maybe because I was in the house Friday and I knew that, you know, Sunday needed to be here. And I know I'm not also going to be here next weekend as well. So I think I really wanted to maximize my weekend this last weekend and really go do something. And so Saturday night fever was um, well was alive and kicking here so i was trying to get out of the house couldn't find nobody nobody, nobody baby <laughs> like i couldn't find anyone to go out and so i was like right. calling friends i'm you know i'm trying to call on i called the reserves yeah. like people who i haven't even called up in years we're like hey what's going on and i'm not gonna name names because they don't need to know their, their reserves <laughs> we're not gonna name but i mean nobody wanted to go out everyone had something to do everyone was out of town we're everyone busy. was doing all of that um, and you know what? Busy is a relative term. Like, you know, what is busy really? So I ended up going out Saturday to go meet uh, a friend who, you know, also is going to remain nameless. Not the most dependable friend, I will say. Um, and you know exactly who you are. You know who I'm talking to. Oh, so we're really um, going there. <laughs> but, okay. you know, it was it was fine. It was okay. Like, Ended up going out. It was crazy because I live right by, I live really close to uh, United Center. And so it was crazy to get there. It was already super expensive. A concert had just let out. So Ubers were crazy at that time. There was a big surge going on. Finally got 
uh, to the club. Couldn't find this friend anywhere. I'm calling, texting, trying to reach you, leaving messages and you voicemails. Was, you was Kim um, Possible. Call me, was, beat me. Uh, I mean, all of me. it. So I was just like, okay, well, you know, I can't find you wherever that was at. I had my old man with me. Um, and he w- didn't want to go out either, so I kind of like dragged him out. Well, you know what? I didn't. I don't feel like I dragged him out. He came on along for the adventure. Volition. Right. He's a grown up. Um, so basically, it ended up being just not the night. It was. It was very lackluster. Um, and very brief. I was probably in bed by two, two or three o'clock in the morning. So. And brief. you know what? Sometimes that's what needs to be done. Sometimes you just need to be like. You just wasn't supposed to be out, you know. Yeah, because God was up. trying to keep me from something. He there sure was something did. that was out there that God was trying to keep me from. He and said, you "Hang know it what? up." Flat I was screen. not listening, but you know what? I had a praying grandmother who, you know, who <laughs> saved me from whatever it was out there Saturday night that I was not supposed to find. Mm-hmm. So you know, it it was it was perfectly fine. Um, Sunday kind of caught up on. A my handmaids, you know, I love handmaids tell. If you are watching handmaids tell, I want to know. Hit us up on Instagram. I want to know who out there is watching handmaids tell. If we can get exactly what is going on with June Osborne, we need to get her together. Some things have been going on. For those who don't know, I don't want to give it away. I thought we were there. Well, but, you thought. But we, yeah, you, you thought. <laughs> you, you thought. thought. <laughs> um, but it, it was perfectly fine. So that was my weekend. Well, I didn't really do much this weekend. You know, I. Stayed in the house, decided to kind of keep to myself a little bit, catch up on some new shows that have been debuting on Netflix. Okay. Um, one of those shows was Dear White People, you know. Oh, yes. Watch that. I think I pulled you into it on Sunday. We did, finally. and I watched the whole thing Sunday. It's a quick five-hour slot time slot. It was really good. You know, I think it's very weird because, you know, when you see a Netflix show debut, most of the episodes are like hours long. Yeah, but that is true. Dear White People is a cool 30 minutes an episode. You can finish it in five hours, start to finish. There's only 10 episodes, so about a five, six-hour time slot right yeah. there. Swooped it up real quick. It was good. I mean, you know, I love the stories. I love the development. I love that, you know, they're kind of taking this story somewhere. Um, the only complaint I have is that I feel like somebody rushed the editing process a little okay. bit. I don't think there was there was a review because there was a lot of mistakes. There was a lot of continuity mistakes in okay. some of the scenes, and there was a lot... There was a some information mistakes and in the first episode. I, I found started. two. Yeah, so um, and I hate to you know do this. You just gonna burst a bubble on this. I'm not trying to do that. I love dear you're white people. Nasty. I like you. I'm trying to get on dear white people. And you really Hell. don't have to be. But like the whole Martin Luther King thing, the information mm. in the first episode that was wrong. Yeah. Um, I you know me being a journalist, I went to go look it up, and another friend of mine who's a journalist had actually caught it before I did. But I knew something was up because was I was like, wait, I didn't. Over for sure. Yeah, because I was like, wait, that didn't sound right, and right. so you know we had to go back and do a little research. And then there were some continuity issues in a and a few episodes down. You know, shoes were on in one second, then the shoes were off, then the shoes was back on, and so I don't know if that was caught in the editing process either but yeah just small little things like that yeah. that kind of you know chip away at its greatness a little bit and so i just want i want them to be great and i want them to you know flourish and get a third season it's just fix these little errors yeah and i think you know outside of outside of those small those small things i think that the story where it's set and where it went to um solidified it getting a third season oh yeah i I I think think i'm yeah i'm really excited to see exactly what happens i love the 
um, you know, a nod to school days. Mm-hmm. I love the nod to well, the additional. Alert. Well, if not necessarily. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay. I didn't say any names. I didn't say anything like that. But, so okay. I love those nods. So there's there's small Easter eggs within the season that you'll have to kind of really think right. about. Um, but it's it it was really good. It was really good, and it was done well. Yeah, it was done creatively. Those small Easter eggs that are put in. So. I think I want to see in a third season. I want to see Al get his own episode, or I want to see Kelsey get his own her own episode. I feel like they kind of come into the fold as main characters as well, along with Reggie and Troy and Sam and Joelle and uh, Lionel. And I think that's the beauty of the series is that anyone can, as people fold, and, and as we get more and more people, will you know. Well, each have their right. own things. I would love to see an episode of Dean Fairbanks. I would love to yeah, see exactly too. what his story Absolutely. was and how that's happened. And, mm-hmm. you know, him wanting to have this legacy son who's, you know, not, you know, not, not doing it. So um, I think it the series leaves it open for season three. Uh, to go even bigger and further with with all of these stories, and I like the idea of them specializing on one person. Each. Yeah, I do too. The last thing I'll say about dear white people is that I love the uh, I love the relationship between Lionel and Wes. Wes, well, not anymore. Well, I, it's something that and I think another that, spoiler I think that, that will leave some. I think that that. There's some air. There's some room for it to grow and for it to breathe. Well, I don't and think if he so. Comes I think on, he's done. If he comes on, if if Wes gets his shit together. That's the possibility. So. I don't know because I feel as though like this is the sa- and excuse my language, but it's the same shit, different day. Lionel is comes from the Marcus Drew Still class of monogamy. No, see now that's wanting. transference. Now you are putting your no, 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 no. But, but I I related to Lionel one thousand percent because Lionel is looking for monogamy. Lionel wants that one person, that relationship status, that if you're that being able this to is a textbook case of projection and transference. <laughs> and that wasn't happening. And he still. said it in the last episode. Spoiler alert, whatever, whoop de whoop. But he was like in the last episode, you know, every time I try to, you know, fix something in my life, like this crap keeps happening. And basically Wes was talking about how he didn't want to be monogamous. Like he wanted to be out here. Getting it in. Well, honey, not all dogs go to heaven, and sometimes you got to teach them new tricks. Or sometimes you just got to give them up for adoption. See, and that's the thing. You don't want to sit in, but you don't want to work with nobody. You you want somebody. You you can't work with nobody that don't want to be worked with. And see, who already has that that idea? Yes, he did say that. You must have missed that entire scene. He didn't say that he didn't want to be worked on. Or anything no. like that. You need to start leaving a little bit more out there. You missed that whole well, entire well, scene well, when they was on the bed. Because no, I got it. I remember he it. Was saying, he, word for word, was like, you know, monogamy oh, is God for the birds. We don't have to do that, right? We don't got to do that. I want to do that. And Lionel had no but choice. But what I'm saying is maybe he hasn't agree. been shown someone or maybe he hasn't seen to have that connection with someone in which he does want to have a monogamous, monogamous relationship. Call me cynical like if said, you want. All I know is... Bye bye, Wes. Right. Bye bye. Because if bye. you know what I know, honey, if you know what I know, and if you could do what I could do, hey, honey, you, know? you ain't got no problem uh, making a man or one man kind of man. Oh, okay. I'm going to listen. We're going to let yeah. that sit. Yeah, if you know what I know and if you can do what I can do. We're going to let that marinate. Mm-hmm. Um, That's all I got for what they'll have. Do you have anything else? No, no, no. That was it. My weekend was trash, just as I thought. <laughs> Trash. Trash. <laughs> so, okay. All right, let's move on to church announcements. Come on, church announcements. Amen. 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 I 
actually don't have any church announcements this week. What? Yes, I am going to be like the Ursher in church, and I'm just going to sit gonna pass in the around back. The collection plate. I'm going to pass around this collection because Lord knows I need one. <laughs> well, come on, no, you have to have some church announcements. What's I going not. on in your world? What's I don't have on? any announcement this week. If you had to sum up the mm-hmm. week in in one word, don't even try to push it. Let's just I'm going to tell everybody check the bulletin board for oh what's to gosh. come in the not future the weeks. Bulletin. I don't have any announcements this week, so please go ahead and give yours if you have some. No, I think for me. This, I mean, big things this week is I'm preparing to go back home um, to do the whole Mother's Day celebration. I'm yes. also going to a wedding okay. this weekend. A childhood friend of mine is getting married. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, it's a really great thing to kind of see someone that you've known since you were a little kid have that, you know, come to that realization that they found the person that they want to spend their life with. So I'm really excited about going to this wedding. I'm going to turn up. As much as I can. I Keep in mind, say. I'm on the whole 30, so right. I can't really do that much. As well as, you know, Mother's Day is coming up. So Mother's Day planning. I am right now in a panic because I do not have a gift. This shit You don't need a Sunday. gift. Yes, you do Sometimes need your presence is a present. And, and you know what? Just being there is all If you know my wants. mama, that's not going to be. <laughs> Let me present that to her. And I will have a one-way ticket back to Chicago. Um, (laughs) Not a round trip. Don't ever come back. But uh, so trying to figure out exactly what that is. And it's tough, too, when you have so many siblings. So I'm the youngest of five. And, you know, sometimes we try to... We try to coordinate together. Look, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. There's always those two or three siblings who want to fall through, who ain't, you know, are not on their job and, you know, making it hard for us. And so when I come up with my gift, Oh, uh, let me get on let that. Oh, can you put my name on it? Mm-hmm. Now I'll give you I'll give you twenty dollars on it. No, 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 no. Whatever. I don't even have a gift right now to put twenty dollars on. So if you have any ideas out there, please hit me up on Instagram. You can hit me up at Trent and Rashad or on the Cold Pop Show Instagram and let me know what you what are you getting your mom for Mother's Day because I need some ideas. Yes. Oh well, and then like summer planning. Like I'm trying to get oh, this yeah. summer planned out like my travel what that's going to look like you know i got a couple of things going on with like my organizations and i want to film there's a lot of things that i want to have happen this summer and trying to kind of lay out the summer of what i'm what i'm hoping to do it's going to be a whirlwind and it's going to be here before you know it so you good with your church announcements that is it let the uh let the doors of the church open All right, so for Tardy for the Party, let's just, the main thing, I it took me a couple weeks to really get into it. Ariana Grande, this new song, No Tears Left to Cry. That's my jam. I don't know what she's saying, but... I would. Uh, my, this is my jam. So Ariana Grande, to me, I call her She's the a baby bumper. baby Tony Braxton. Yes. She has the Tony Braxton, <laughs> yeah, all of that. Uh, and, I've, and I've actually seen Babyface and Tony Braxton talk a little bit about this, that that is an acquired taste. And that's Babyface have, has told Tony Braxton in the studio to like, I think the term they use is like put some more water in there. Mm-hmm. So like if you're like drinking water, which I actually have with me right now, you have like a <laughs> like 
you know, like that's what you get, and that's how that's what that's what comes out. So for but me, how are we supposed to sing along to this shit? If and you that's the thing, like, we don't know the lyrics, we don't know the words. Lyrics.com. <laughs> right. Let me go get Apple my music sheet, print out my lyrics, lyrics. There as well. Your lyric booklet. Let me go Just print out my bring lyrics. Bring out your gay hymnal. So I can turn the page. Turn Ariana Grande. The chapter right. is Ariana Grande. Age but, uh, two, <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I, I like the song as well. Yeah, I, but I do agree. Like the mumble vocals, it's it's an acquired taste. People like it. People, obviously, I like you know, and I'm a fan of Ariana Grande. So, like I said, when I first heard it, I was like, okay, I can't understand what she's saying. Not quite sure how I'm feeling about this. But what I, you know, what the difference was with the the turning point was when I heard it in the bar. I heard it on like loudspeakers, mm. and I was like, okay. A song will do that for I you. I said, all right, Ariana, let's right now. You know, I was like, let's do this. You know what else would do it for me? If I see the like if I see choreography to a song mm-hmm. and I see some like really killing it, that would make me like yeah. the song more too. Yeah, you know, we're choreography boys, so it's definitely But yeah, so that was my tardy for the part because the song came out a little while ago. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to say, Ariana on the Tonight Show with Jimmy oh, Fallon killed. That was good, but you know what, Ariana, and I love you to death. I already know what you're going to say. I'm going to need for you to stop wearing yes. 2T, 4T, toddler-sized dresses. dresses. Like, <laughs> stop going to Walmart, yeah. Kmart, and getting these little bitty ice cream dresses. <laughs> it's like a head and legs. Right, like, what's going <laughs> on? Like, why can't we get, like, a grown-up yeah, dress? I don't like the dresses either. You know who she reminds me of? It, like, it looks like she was styled by Sophia Grace. You remember the little yes. girl that used to say? <laughs> the, from oh, Ellen? Ellen? Yes, yes. <laughs> that's exactly who she looks. Ariana Grande looked like she was styled by Sophia Grace. And that's just that. I agree. I mean, you know, it's just a... And, and this, she's evolving. She's got the low pony now. It's no longer the high pony. Oh, I don't she's know. She's getting there. It's still it's a ponytail, though. Slowly but surely. To get out of, we're but get she's there. like shopping in the Sophia Grace Shirley Temple collection. <laughs> and I need for her to, we're gonna get to take there. a step. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Just hold on. Hold on. Change is coming. We'll see. All right. And the other tardy for the party I have is Infinity War. Finally watched it. Ugh, finally. Super obsessed with it. I done look at every fan theory, blog, explainer, YouTube video, you name it, did no, my research. Not this encyclopedia. I had to pull out the encyclopedia on the bitch Joker and really go into it. <laughs> I am ready. I'm not going to say anything about it because I know there's still plenty of people who haven't seen it. It is a great movie. And I am very excited to see what Avengers 4 and uh, Captain Marvel brings and Ant-Man versus the Wasp brings because all of this is going to tie into Avengers 4, which they said is going to be a totally separate movie from Infinity War. So it's not a sequel. It's not a follow-up. It's a totally independent stand on its own movie. I'm excited. That's all I got to say. And you know I have nothing to say. Right, if so it's Captain Planet be, that. No, if, if it's going to be Avengers Infinity War, if it's going to be a completely different movie, they need to figure out how to fix. Well, that's what's going what to happen. That's what's going to happen, but it's still going to be its own independent movie, so it's not a sequel. Because, like I said, I don't care what anyone says, Marvel will not be getting any more money from me until they fix Girl, what okay. happened. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say about that. And that's all we're going to say it. about that. Two snaps so, in a circle. That's it. Um, that's all I've got for Tardy for the Party, though. I'm obsessed with Ariana Grande, more obsessed with Infinity War. We'll see how this plays out over this week. Boom. We'll see. Get Ariana some bigger clothes, please. I'm going to lay on the floor with a microphone. Please like don't. Did. What was that about? That, that was called theatrics. That's that's. She went to the school of theater. Theatrics. Yes. Like High School Musical. 
for your time. And the honey. stage looked like the set on the Jimmy Fallon looked like a high school musical, but honey, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to leave her alone. And, you, and you know what? Let's see you get on the ground and give the vocals that she gave. Oh, honey, and you know I will. Okay. I'll give you a Beyonce back bend. Let's, let's give you the vocals that she gave. all she did was just lay she on was the on ground. Note. She was on note. She was on key. She's she just was on, on the pitch. Ground. She was still in melody. She sounded still just like the record. Whatever. Okay. You're a hater. Trina's I'm a not. Hater. I'm not. I told you I like her. I just want her to get some bigger dresses. I agree. Okay, we need to move she on. She need to get out of my niece's dresses. <laughs> okay, so moving on to Fizz or Flat. Okay. All right, so lots of good topics this week. I'm really excited about this segment uh, because we have a lot of things to discuss. I think some things that we can pull personal experiences from, but also things that we want to hear what the listeners have to say as well. Um, first up, of course, uh, I want you to insert right here some, what about your friends? Because I really need to know what's going on with Kevin Hart and his damn friends. So jealousy. This Kevin Hart extortion gate. This all of this has completely left me um, speechless because I see someone like Kevin Hart, number one, who has made it and has made it a point to bring as many people as he can into the circle into the realms to kind of like the thing about it is with Kevin Hart and if you don't know what I'm talking about let me bring you up to speed really quickly there were apparently someone that was trying to and at that time we had no knowledge but there was someone who was trying to extort money out of Kevin Hart uh, who shared that they had videotape of him cheating on his then pregnant wife and was basically trying to get money out of him uh, the thing about it was is that you know Kevin Hart he wasn't going to let anyone spray him with his own tea. And so he came right out and said it and, you know, did a public apology, did a whole mm -hmm. apology tour yeah, on what happened and all of those things. But very recently, last week, we found out that the person that was trying to extort him was a member of his own camp. So Jonathan Todd Jackson, JT Jackson, who is a actor who's been in things. Uh, with Kevin Hart, who's done a lot of commercials with Kevin Hart, He's also a has done some things. Bowler. He is a professional bowler as well. Number one, I think Kevin Hart really needs to take a look at the people around him. He well, needs to take a second friends. look, right? Because this was someone that Kevin Hart got deals. The idea that that JT Jackson had videotaped, had videotaped Kevin Hart actually having sex with women to hold on, it's crazy to me. You know what it takes me to, <laughs> and this is not funny, but like you really. At that point where you, like, you really just want to have the real around you as a celebrity, as someone who is like, you know, you need to kind of decompress and have those those positive um, entities around yeah. you. It takes me back to like the Selena Salvador, um, Yolanda Salvador thing where, you know, she had this person who was like her right hand, mm -hmm. but then was doing all of this. Now, of course, these are on two different levels, of course. Right. But, you know, to go back to someone that would do something so detrimental to your character to your brands and like keep in mind jt what were you thinking like if kevin hart's not eating you most definitely not gonna eat all i'll say is is that one number one you need to kevin needs to reevaluate what his who his friends are sure. and what he's calling a friend number two jealousy is real 
Jealousy is real. If you're going to have your friends come up with you and be a part of your camp and say, be like your personal assistant or a manager or something, you need to make sure that they have their own lives. They need to have their own stuff popping and their own stuff going and their own kind of ambitions beyond yeah. just you know, catering to you because that's how the jealousy manifests because you start seeing the friend that you grew up with, like also now he's getting multi-million dollar. Well, we came from the same place. And, you know, so how was he able to get all this stuff? That jealousy will eat you alive. All right. Up next, Childish Gambino slash Donald Glover. Uh, and so the what he's the name that's on everyone's lips right now, I would say, um, with the release of his newest music video, This Is America. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. So... Let me tell you something. Homegirl took a page out of Beyonce's book and timed this perfectly. So he had camp, so <laughs> Donald Glover had the SNL appearance this mm -hmm. past weekend, as well as um, he has the upcoming movie with Star Wars, the Met Gala. There's a lot of things going on, and this is also pretty hot on the heels of Atlanta, which is well, doing really well. Is it's doing really well, and mm -hmm. and and it's doing really well. So he, I mean, he's timed this perfectly to come out with something so profound so visceral um okay <laughs> so i'm gonna give this the sandwich effect the little oreo effect i'm gonna say something good i'm gonna say something that some of you may take as bad and then i'm gonna say something good again number one i enjoyed donald glover on snl funny love some of the skits I like him hosting. I forget that he's an actor too, so he can kind of be in the same thing. Keep vein in mind, we're talking about the video. I know. I know, I know. you like Donald Glover. Let's I know. talk about the video. I want to get okay. to the video. 14 million views in the first 24 hours. It is a good video. I just, and maybe we can chalk this up to a little bit of ignorance, which I don't feel like it is because I've done my research now. Um. <laughs> How do I want to say what? this? I, I don't understand what... Wait, y'all, what is he about to say? <laughs> I'm still trying to process what the hype is about. It is a lot. I mean, it's a lot to process. Like, I, I get some of the symbolism, and, you know, we've watched the video on mute. We've watched the video. I, you know, pulled up you the know, lyrics. You know, as soon as I came home, I told you to pull it up. I said, yeah, it. pull up the pull lyrics, this, all of that. What I took away from the video was the fact that you know, America is very quick to move on from tragedy and move on. It, basically, America has PDD, you know. There are these things that are happening to, you know, people right. in the black mm -hmm. community, you know, or just people in general, you know, from mass shootings to, you know, riots and things like that. And, you know, we go head on full coverage for a week and then it's on to the next. Yeah. On to the next dance craze, on to the next, you know, big trending thing or whatever. And we forget about what happened and you know there's no follow-up and there's no you know no real attention paid to these tragedies that are For happening sure. um i also get some of the, the symbolism from you know as uh from death and the jim crow laws and stuff like the illustrations and mm -hmm. things like that i just i'm still trying to wrap my head around what exactly the hype is i mean about. it's a lot to it's it really is a lot to um it's, it's a lot to process. I think what the hype is about is that, I mean, you can't deny that the that the video is profound. It gives you a, a visceral What reaction. makes it profound? Like the, the shooting of the choir, the shooting mm -hmm. of the man. Like these are related to real life incidents okay. that have already happened. That's, that's number one. 
And I think the idea of Childish Gambino calling out effect not only himself, but also his peers, because it's not just about America having ADD. It's about more so about, in my opinion, this is the way that I interpreted the video. It's really about African-American artists as the gatekeepers of what's cool, of what is hot. We have the latest dance craze. We have all of the moves. What's the, you know, what's the newest song? What's the newest fashion? All of those things. And those things playing a distraction to what actually is going on within the African-American community. And I think that that's more so, that's that's the big thing. And so it's right, very closely connected to this whole Kanye thing that's going on and with other artists being basically being huge distractions of what's actually going on in the community. I get that. So then my question to you is, is that if African-Americans, you know, are the gate, which we are, like, especially in the artists and entertainment realm, the gatekeepers mm -hmm. of pop culture. So what is the solution? You know, you put up these things and say, oh, well, this is what we're doing wrong. This is what's a distraction. But are you offering any solutions? Solutions are videos like This Is America. But what does that do? Of showing people of, look, don't, catch, don't slip. This is America. Don't catch you slipping. Don't sit up here and be so entranced with the with the dance moves and what's going on. Really take a look around and see what's going on around you. And what can you do in your pace, in your place, not to just join in on doing the nay-nay, but to really take a look around and see what, what are those things going on in your community. But once again, that's bringing awareness. That's not a solution. So I think I think I think part of the solution is creating awareness, creating more awareness. I think that that is part of it. I think that that's I think that that is tied in, and mm. by people being more aware, people will be able to act, call out injustices, and be able to interrupt the constant discussions of what's going on, of what the status quo is, of 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 mass killings of African Americans, of us being. Um, of us being basically victimized by by American society. I'm not 100% sold on that. I get what you're saying. And the reason why I'm not 100% sold on that is the fact that, you know, people bring awareness to things all the time. People, you know, will go on diatribes on Twitter, on social media and say, oh, well, this and this is happening and this and this is happening and blah, 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 or whatever. But mm -hmm. what is actively being done? When I say what is actively being done, take, for example, the Parkland shooting. Those students are actively doing something to solve that problem that they that is gun control. You know, they are marching on Washington. They are trying to get bills into law and stuff like that. But when it comes to things that are affecting the black community, what are we doing? You know, what are what are the things that we are trying to plan or move or besides just bringing awareness because we all know these things exist we all know that they exist but we're not but, but now, we're distracted next? but we are fully distracted and okay. i think that that's what this video is saying is that yeah we all know that this stuff is going on and yeah we can kind of see it but we're too distracted about what's what you know what's hot or what what's coming out and so i think that we are as a community doing more and more things i think Part of the awareness is that I'll give a shout out really quickly because I know we talked about him last episode. Meek Mill is now wanting to create change and mm -hmm. trying to make steps in order to do that. So shout out to him. So I think these things are happening. And I think what we have to do is, is that we have to really get the manpower behind it. And right. I think by getting the manpower behind it is waking people up of doing a video like This Is America to wake people up and to be like, I mean, I can say for myself when I watch the video, I, I, I had a 
an out loud response. I was like, wow, whoa. Like, you know, See, I did it. Was, I did. I did. Um, it. Because it, it, it really put me in a place. It really did take me to a place. Hmm. Um, and and um, I think that doing things like that, that, that is the wow factor. That is, mm-hmm. that is the moment. Because I think Childish Gambino has found a way to do that through through the use of video. Like he knows that like he knows that the music video is gonna be out. He knows that it's going to garner a lot of attention and that people are going to be looking to it and looking at it to really dissect not only within the video but also within themselves of, you know, are they are they guilty of doing mm-hmm. what's in the video. See when I watched it I I was more of a oh, okay, well this is interesting and I need to watch it again because I'm not mm-hmm. you know, I want to make sure that I'm not missing anything or getting anything. But uh, this is my last note because I know we need to move on. Um it's just I it, this is what kind of makes me I don't want to say scared, but makes me apprehensive to speak on things because I you know, I've always been about a okay, well, I'm not gonna complain about something or try to bring without a solution, you know, without something that could be done. And right now I don't have that. And so that's why I'm kind of Keeping this, and very... I don't think anyone's expecting you to have the answers of how to do mm. things, of how to do things. I think mm. you being able to acknowledge what this video is and what you feel like what it says to you is enough. I don't think anyone's asking you, Marcus, what are the answers or what you know to, you you need to solve this problem. No one's asking you to do that. Take this video for what it is. Number one, as a piece of art, as a call to action, I think as well. So figuring out how we can be less distracted as a society or you as an individual. Mm-hmm. I I really love this video. I'm not going so far of like calling Childish Gambino a genius or Donald Glover. Like I'm not doing all of that. I think like everyone right now well, is like, artistic. Yeah, so everyone is like everyone is like loving on him right now yeah, in that I'm, space. But I not. most definitely am in love with all of the imagery. It's the I, I I go back to like one of the very last shots of him when he's dancing on the car and it almost looks like a noose and like how sometimes I took that as how sometimes almost African-American artists can hang themselves with their own words, as we've seen with Kanye West just right. very recently. I also love mm-hmm. the piece about uh, the the cameo of SZA, which I'm not necessarily sure what it means yet. I want to say as, you know, there's always one hot artist at one time, I think. And I think that she might be on the brink. So I kind of took it as her like know. looking up as like the as the, the next one to come up as far as like being you know, all eyes are going to now be on her and it's going to be expected of what are you going to do with this platform? Donald Glover right now is it. With his recent Emmy Award, uh, winning with his with the Emmys, with the shows, with everything like that, he's most definitely hot now. And I think Scissor's on the come up with that. So I feel like if that was the case, why not have Cardi B there? I feel like she's the next hot thing, not can, SZA. But can we say that Cardi B is the most conscious is do we know for SZA to be the most conscious? I think so. I think she brings. I think she brings up a lot of great points in control. I think she brings up a lot of great issues in control. So, we don't have to agree to disagree on this for now, because that's I, fine, sweetie. That's fine. That's fine. Let's but move yes, on. back to that's a, that's this is America. Wait, so do we give this a fizz or a flat? Ugh. I'm giving it a full fizz. Did we give Kevin Hart a fizz or a flat? That's most definitely a flat, that's and we flat. know that that's okay. flat. You know, that's dirty, that's dead, and that's wrong. And in the words of Miss Nene Leakes, you never win when you're dirty. <laughs> I'm going to give Childish Gambino a light fizz. I, I see I'm what he was trying to do, but I just, I want, I need, hmm. I, I, I can't form my words correctly on this right now. So this video. it's not what I want, it's what I 
see. You want him to give you a blueprint of what to do now? No, I don't because I'm not looking to Childish Gambino for that. Okay, good, good, good. good. So, or right. Kanye West good. for that man. And I'm so thankful for that as well. So, all right. So, moving on. Next, uh, I want to talk a little bit about. Jada Pinkett Smith's new show, Red Table Talk. Um, welcome to Instagram, Jada. Oh, yeah. She's on Instagram. I don't think I really want to so, see her on Instagram. But anyway, fine. <laughs> but I'm excited about this show. Well, it's on to be Facebook. Honest, it so. is on Facebook. I think what is a little different for me, and I think what it comes to is that Jada's like disposition hasn't been like that favorable in the last couple of years. And so when I first heard about this show, I was like, uh, like, do we really want to see Well, I mean, this? this is, again, another artist doing a call to action thing, but not really yeah, providing I feel like a solution. Had, I feel she like did the whole Oscars some... call to action. The boy, you know, boycott the Oscars. But she didn't like get that. anybody to really right. back her up on that. So, so that was like a failed attempt. But I mean, she had very valid points. But so, I mean. Did she? Yeah. About black black representation at the, at the Oscars. And, and I felt like it was more of a. I feel like it was more of a Will Smith was passed over for Ooh. that. For um, what was the What the was film? the role? It was concussion or something like that. Something. Concussion, something about them people getting hit in the head in football. Concussion, mm-hmm. I'm going to go Probably, with something yeah. like that. But I think it was more so focused on that and his really horrible African accent in that film. But with Red Table Talk, I'm excited about this because it's not just Jada Pinkett. It is right. Jada Pinkett with her mom and, and her with Willow and also bringing in other people mm-hmm. um, each episode. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be on Facebook Watch, and I'm thinking actually – Premieres today. It premiered today. Yeah, it premiered yeah. today, and well, so Monday. I'm really, I'm really Monday. excited um, to kind of see what what exactly this is going to be. There's supposed to be this reuniting piece between Gabrielle Union and Jada Pinkett Smith. Who knew that they were fighting? I didn't. Um, and they were like, "Yeah, 17 years ago, they had like a falling out. Like, who even? When was this? Like, I totally missed." Well, I mean, that. I think again, I feel like they were I, 17 years ago. I feel like they were both definitely in two different places. They were, but I think this kind of harps back to, or maybe Jada was trying to get a career start restarted again because Jada's been around for a long time. She has been around for, for a long time, but even like I think she's held a very coveted position in Hollywood as Will Smith's wife, and and that has well, it's because we like, haven't seen her in a lot lately. Like she was in Gotham and stuff like that. I guess she was trying to do that band. Uh, um, I'm excited to see the show. I'm going to give it a fizz. I think, you know, any new content, new ideas, new kind of platforms and ways to have conversations is always a good idea. So I'm I think excited. it will. I think it will be good. Like I said, I just want to see I want to see more about it. Um, I want to give I want to do one last one and okay. visit flat. And I want to talk about this really quickly. I want to talk about the UF graduation. I don't know if anyone's ever got about it, but basically what happened at the University of Florida this past weekend was um, as the graduation, the commencement ceremonies are happening, you know, they have to stay on time, those types of things. A couple of the black graduates who were a part of MPHC organizations wanted to stroll while their name was being called walking across the stage at U.S. graduation. And they said, and. They said, and, not today. <laughs> not today. Dude was security. He was top flight mm-hmm. security of the world, ushering ushering us off the stage, getting mm-hmm. people off as they were in the middle of their oo-woops, their duck walks, their trains, their shimmies, all of that was just ushered right off the stage. It was canceled. <laughs> I immediately, I think my immediate reaction was, what the hell? Um, 
And I think that that was just like the, you know, that was the Greek in me being like, you know, like how are you right. gonna do? How are you gonna try to interrupt? But I think going back, I don't. This is not just your graduation, right? I don't know if this was the yeah. most appropriate at venue a black to do grads it. at a black grad for day. sure. Please do it. Like that's not an issue. Like continue like to have that time to celebrate during that mm-hmm. time. I think, but you at know, a PWI. And even at any other graduation, like, graduation I think, you ceremony. know, throwing up your sign and just keeping it moving. Yeah. Like, this is not the time to set out to do step show. Right. Like, <laughs> we do don't need the art show. show. We don't show. need anything. <laughs> right. I, this is not time to do the founding step. <laughs> like, let's just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. I, what I do think was done poorly right. was him manhandling oh, yeah. those students like that. Because that was completely out of, that, that, that was just out of line. And I was surprised that someone didn't check him earlier. Mm-hmm. Then let it go on. And let, for and let him, yeah, and let him that have his way about. with these students um, on stage. And so I think that that was completely, you know, I think that was completely uncalled for. I think moving forward, they'll probably have stricter rules about right. that. Now, will we listen? No. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> once you got that degree, what you going to tell me? Nothing. Right. So I'm going to do whatever it is I want to do <laughs> right. on this stage. Yeah, right. Because after y'all today, take y'all ain't going to see me ever right. again. Y'all going to take whatever walk I come out with <laughs> right. on this stage. No, I mean, I when we graduated, like, I, I didn't, I, there was no train. There was, I don't even think I was like, I mean, people, I think people Keep in the mind, audience we graduated were, like 8 o'clock in the morning. We really did. So, we no not have time right. for that. But I get what you're saying. Like, again, if they're trying, you know, it's UF. So, I mean, I'm sure there were hundreds of people oh, graduating. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so, they were just trying to keep the show moving. So, that definitely probably wasn't the time or place to do that. <laughs> but, what are you going to do? <laughs> I just I just can't. You're going to get whatever walk I get what you say? Right, you're going to get whatever walk I bring on this stage. If that's a zoom, 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 hey. Like, no, I mean, y'all going to get it, you know. You, baby, want this thing. Like, whatever comes out, you y'all know what? get it. If we weren't graduating, if we didn't graduate in the morning, there might have been a set out. You might, you might I might have set that shit out one good time. Y'all ain't never gonna see me again. <laughs> yeah, but I think Honey. for them, and so I'm I'm in the middle of giving this a fizz or flat because I do totally understand where the university was coming right. from, but I also understand that these are students graduating. And, this and is a you monumental know what? moment. Like what has been the history in past years? I think that that's the piece right. that I'm missing here. What has been the history right. in past years, and was there something sent out before saying? Do not do this. Mm-hmm. Do not behave this way. Mm-hmm. Because if you, you have someone who's got, moving. you know what I'm saying? If you have someone who sit and practice in their dorm room, the final step for graduation. To do, look, you should people get if ready you get your for graduation. Show, step show, spring, this free is that time. Stroll off. Uh, this is my time. Any kind of party. Then you are late to that party. But yeah, so that, I'm, a, I'm in between. I'm going to give it a fizz flat. I'm gonna give it a flat just because they should the security guard shouldn't have put his hands on anybody and like that. I agree. That's a flat yeah. on that for sure. But y'all knew what y'all was doing. Come on, <laughs> y'all students. Y'all knew. All right. That's all you got for physical flat. That's it. All right, so we'll just move on to gaze of our lives then. My gaze of our lives segment this week is simply one question and you know answer it however you want to answer it give whatever context you want to give i'm ready for it um obviously this doesn't apply to you but i think definitely applies to me why not because you're already 
we'll, we'll let you get into that. Okay, yeah. Um, so the question is, as a gay person, is it okay to never have been in a serious relationship by 30? Is it okay to never have been in a serious relationship at 30? That is the question. That is the question. In my opinion, yes. Hell yes. Because, number one, you are combating a couple of different things. Number one, the the time, the time, identity development alone is going to be on a much... It's going to be on a you know a, a very different spectrum, a delayed level, right. right? I wouldn't even say delayed. It's just going to be on a different level because it's not even necessarily delayed when you come into the space of understanding exactly who you are, um, and whether that is that you are you know gay, straight, bisexual, pansexual, whatever it is. It's just going to be on a different spectrum. So I'll take let's let's kind of separate it right now. So let's say for those who may identify as gay. Even though the identity development is going to be there, you might not necessarily have the environment in which you can express that safely, right. freely, those types of things. So that's, that's already one thing that you have to combat, number one, is that identity piece. Number two, and I don't want to say, like, I, you know, I love my community, but there are a lot of things within the community that we are up against as well. Mm -hmm. So I think... One instance, and this we kind of saw this play out with dear white people of, you know, we don't necessarily have to um, settle down. We don't have to settle down or we don't have to, you know. Get in um, anything serious. We don't have to, you know, put ourselves. Just one person. Yeah, we don't have to put ourselves with, you know, those hetero norms. Mm -hmm. um, and we don't, you know, we don't have to aspire to that. We don't have to, you know, correspond to that. I think that that's a cop-out that a lot of us use in Agreed. the community Agreed. that will say like, you know, oh, well, that's just, you know, those heteronorms, those are not for us. That, you know, we can write our own rules or those types of things. So that makes it really difficult as well to have quote-unquote serious relationships. Mm -hmm. I think outside of those two factors, we need to do better in terms of defining things because i feel like we are i think a lot of us are in relationships but we don't want to call them relationships right. we'll go out on dates but we don't want to call, call it a date. date we'll go we'll do you know anything and everything i actually had a friend and i'm gonna and i'm not saying any names but i had a friend who had a joint bank account with this person and did not and would not call them their boyfriend would not. It was a two-way street, though, for them. Yeah, and it, it, it was. And it was It was a mutual understanding. And to me, that's so crazy. That's so mind-boggling. Right. That, you know, you'll trust someone with your finances, but you can't... Trust someone with your heart. But we don't want to... Yeah, we don't want to give it a title. We don't want to name it. We don't want to call a thing a thing. And this, I think, for us, and I don't know if it's out of... It's FOMO. You know, fear of missing out uh, on the next best thing. Mm. I think that that's part, maybe a part of what it is. But I wouldn't worry about any age gaps in terms of relationships. I, I personally wouldn't. I think mm -hmm. that, you know, I think there's nothing wrong being at 30 and not necessarily having a quote unquote serious relationship. I've also told you this, and I'm going to let you talk. I've also told you this. There's people out here who want to be in relationships and want to have a quote-unquote serious relationships that they willing 
to shack up with any Tom, Dick, and Harry just for the sake of saying they're in a relationship. Come and on. that's what you really have to watch out Come for. On. Because those girls, they're willing to put up with anything and everything, anything and everything, in order to have someone that they can call Bay or Boo. Yeah, he's up here preaching. The forehead is sweating. He and look, got the you know, I done got my water. <laughs> we got the water I got my from water the pulpit. He is up here preaching, y'all. Because it's, 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 it's problematic. It's problematic in some cases because I see a lot of friends of mine. I see a lot of people who are going through these ideas of like, you know, oh, I'm not, you know, I don't have someone or, oh, I haven't been in this or I haven't experienced that. People need to get out of that idea of, um, a relationship or a serious relationship being a quantifier or um, a definer, yeah, yeah, or a definer for you know where you are at in terms of right. your development. So let me say this: so I definitely the reason why I brought this question up is because I am one of those people. You know, I have never been in a serious relationship, and I am about to be thirty this year. And for some reason, it kind of weighed heavy on me for a little bit because I'm like, well, am I missing out on something? And does this say an experience that I need? To kind of, I feel like when you get to 30, like you're officially in adulthood, you know? And so I'm like, I'm going into 30, not ever having this experience. What does that mean of me? And what does that mean of, you know, my surroundings? And so this kind of ticks off again, what you were saying. I think one of the reasons why I have not been in a serious relationship is by choice, Mm -hmm. but because... You know, every time I meet somebody or, you know, it's this, oh, well, let's hang out. Like, nobody wants to call it a day. Right. Nobody wants to call it or or admit that they actually like somebody, you know, and I am not that type of person. I am all about the adult conversations. I will tell you how I feel. I will mean what I say and say what I mean. If I like you, I like you. If I don't, I will be in the nicest way possible to tell you that I'm not really interested, you know, but I've just been so bombarded over the past three or four years by hangouts and let's chills or this is my friend or this is you know a situationship and you know oh well we're not really dating which constitutes a whole other argument of well what defines a date like what is dating you know i feel as though it's suffocating it's very suffocating in the sense that you know we're in this community and things are as clear as mud you know there is just this constant wading through all of this bullshit about well, does he like me? Does he not like yeah. me? Does he think this is a date? Does he not think this is a date? Does he want to see me again? Should I text or is that going to be too much? Is it, you know, I mean, it's all of these things that come into your mind about, you know, well, I don't want to come off too strong. You know, I don't want to, oh, I don't want to be too interested because then I'll scare him away and stuff like that. Like, these are all normal fucking things that like, this is normal. This is normal. Right. And yet we treat it like the plague. And it aggravates me so much because I feel as though, like, my greatest fear, and I think I've said this to you, mm-hmm. beside, beyond everybody's going to die. We're getting deep. Okay. I just, I don't want to be alone. <laughs> Honey. I don't want to be alone. And, like, the older that I get mm-hmm. and having all of these, stop, let me get my thought out. Because you're never alone with me. You, never, you, got, me. you got a friend in me. <laughs> let me get my thought out. My my greatest fear is that like I just I just don't want to end up alone, and I say mm-hmm. that because you know just as much as I do all of my uh, expeditions and adventures. And Not expeditions. Right, I call I call them expeditions, adventures slash uh, moments of clarity. I've been through it. I have literally been through it, and I know I'm probably not the only one, but I feel like it. I have been through the madness of you know 
talking to somebody for months on end to find out, oh, we're not dating. I swore I thought this is what this was. Or to come to the moment of talking to someone who you thought was going to be, oh, just you and that other person, and then come to find out, oh, it's me and this other person and these three other people over here and these other yeah. four other people over here. And so it's yeah. like, okay, well, that's not going to work. And so it's just been all of this mess that's just kind of building up. And, you know, when you get when you get 29, for those of you who are like 28, 27, 28, when you get to 29 and you know you're about to be 30 and you start uh, reviewing the last 10 years of your life <laughs> and like, well, what did you do? What did you get done? What did you accomplish? What do you want to accomplish moving forward? I don't really have anything to show for it personally. I feel like I finally got to a point where I know who I am. I know yeah. what I want. I know what I don't want. I know what my deal breakers are. And I think that scares I, a lot of men. But I think that those are things that you, I think that those are things that you want to take into right. going whatever. So I won't say that you don't, I wouldn't say that you don't have nothing to show for it. You most definitely do. You have a, you have a world of experience to show for it, for what, whatever it is that you've been through. And I think that, you know, it's it's clear. Life for you ain't been no crystal stair, honey. It okay, has It hasn't been a boat full of cherries. But I think that you can't put yourself in this place of, oh, I'm 30 and I haven't had, you know, I haven't had that meaningful relationship. You've had meaningful experiences and you know exactly what it is and what you don't want. And I think those experiences have also is going to teach you how you want to be loved and how you want to love. So. Well, I, I could go on for days, and I know we need and to And we can. On, no, we can. You know, get it off your chest. I just, again, you, I, you said, yeah, I've had experiences. Exactly. That's exactly what they have been. Experiences, not anything meaningful, which is, again, another sucky part but to this whole But you can't throw those experiences thing. out you can, and not meaningful. It's made me, they, and I take that back. They have been meaningful in a way of, again, telling right. me what it is that I wanted and what it is that I'm no longer willing to settle for. And I felt like, you know, you have to go through those things. But now I feel like we're getting to the point of, okay, now it's time to find likewise, like-minded people who know what they want and know, you know, I, the curse of Marcus Drew Steele is getting involved with somebody who does not know who they are. Mm. That, let me, hello, is this thing on? Is this <laughs> is bitch on? recording? The curse of Marcus Drew Steele has been getting involved with people who do not know who they are, do not know what they want, or are still unaware of what their sexuality Girl, is. Girl, where do you think you're going? <laughs> that is my curse. And I don't know how to break that. I don't know if it is something that I am emitting, a type of energy that I am putting off. But I need those. If you are that stay boy, away from stay, me. Uh, stay away from me. <laughs> stay away from me. <laughs> Okay. No, that's real. I will pull a the vixen moment. Stay the fuck away from me. Okay. <laughs> Stay uh, away from me. I don't want anything to do with you because I need somebody I who need is it. very confident and very sure of who they are as a person, knows that they are queer, gay, or whatever, likes men, knows it, and is willing to pursue oh, God, it. We're going there. Okay. We are going, going, you know, we are going right, there. Sweetheart. Because. Trent, you know. I know. You have been I here know, for I every know. story, every moment, every, every moment. lie, every ratchetness. You've been here. I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. You've seen it. I've seen it. And I know that I don't want that for you. And you know, you want better for your child. And I think that, you know, all I can say is that yours is on the way, babe. Girl, 
I know you're been crying. You need somebody yeah, to yours is talk all the way, to. honey. I'm gonna tell you go to confession. Girl. You need to go to Rihanna. Have you seen Rihanna's Met Gala yes. look? You need to go to her. Confess everything. Yeah. Yes. So you need to go to the Pope. Uh, Rihanna the Pope. The shit uh, kills. The first. I'm gonna look go, at all of those and go talk to her. Okay, let's get to our last segment. All right. So our last segment is a brand new segment. We are entitling it. How come? How come sway? How so sway? We are answering the world's biggest mysteries um, with this segment. And I want to start with one of the world's biggest mysteries, something that has dumbfounded me for years and on end now. Um, and so I've been I've been dabbling a little bit into American Idol as well as The Voice. I don't watch them religiously. Don't get me wrong. Like I used to be a big American Idol fan back in the day. Back I the loved day. American Idol. That was like my season one through four. Oh my gosh, that was so much, like that was everything for mm-hmm. me. Um, but with its recent move and with the voice also going on simultaneously, I've been able to kind of take little pieces and pockets from there. And I think one of the biggest questions that I have with shows like The Voice and with American Idol is why has the formula now died in being able to turn out actual stars who can go into the music industry and do well? That's my big question, my big mystery. And I think from what I've seen, now keep in mind, like I said, I haven't really watched watched them closely, but I think what I what I think is I think the shows are relying on a full formula that is good for TV and good for viewers of telling a story and not necessarily focusing on stars who can go and really make moves within the music industry. This is going to be out of, well, not out of left field, but Wendy Williams said it. She was like, those singing competitions are for the judges. Yeah. People want to see what the judges are wearing, what they look like. Nobody cares about the singers. Yeah, and those it's sad. end up nowhere. Yeah, because, the, I, I mean, I can't really, outside of, I mean, Kelly Clarkson for sure, Carrie Underwood, I ooh, Fantasia, Jennifer Hudson too. Well, Jennifer Hudson, yes, but Jennifer Hudson didn't win. I think that that was my. Oh, you're only... talking about just winners. Yes, I'm talking okay. about winners. Okay, um, like Fantasia. Well, okay, so not even that. I think the thing is, is that when American Idol first came out, brand new, obviously, and so there was this momentum it grabbed, and right. so not only was it turning out people who were the winners and putting out singles, but it got to a point to where. As long as you made like the top five or top seven, oh, you were going to have a career. Like you mm. were going to be able to. You're going to be able something. to do something, right? You would have something. You to would be do. able to do something. <laughs> you would have something to do afterwards, right? Yes. Now that doesn't mean that you know it would be up to you to be able to keep that consistent and that momentum going and that momentum. But you would be at a point at a level to where you could do something. Yes. Now, as American Idol went on, so that kind of started falling flat. Like what happened? Like. I would give them, like I said, I think Carrie Underwood, I would even give, I would argue Jordan Sparks. Jordan Sparks was someone who was able to kind of do a little bit here and, and there. And she's a not even pop, really popping. But popping. she's really not even popping now. Congrats think, to her for her new baby, by the way. Golf clap. Yeah. Okay, so I think this is the issue. What you said, number one, about the judges, that's very true. That's very real. Like, People are, and they're, and they're it's aggravating. Them. They already have careers, right? That's the thing. It's like we've we've now moved and morphed into judges who actually have careers that are right now, right? Like Randy Jackson, Paula, Paula Abdul. Simon. They were they were stars of you know yesteryear, yesteryear. who still had some pull within the with the in 
within the industry. But now you got judges who are trying to put out and promote albums now. You got Nicki Minaj, Katy Parker, who's like, I got to go on tour. Like, I have to do this. And so, number one, that development, I'm really curious about that development happening. Same with The Voice. You have Kelly Clarkson, you have uh, Alicia Adam, Keys, Alicia Keys, Adam Blake. Blake. All of these people now who actually have actual careers that they're trying to maintain and manage who really don't have that artist development piece, right. who may have, number one, already nurturing. Yeah, who've already maybe passed that, i.e. Katy Perry, like who, like who knows what kind of talent... Who knows, who knows what kind of coaching and things that she receives first? She's probably still going through some of that right. as she develops into, you know, this pop star. But that that's one. The other thing is also they're telling these stories of they're telling special interest stories. I feel like with I go to Katie Miller, who was on American Idol, the girl that the, the opera the glasses, girl, yeah. like this, like this whole rags to riches. It's a, she's it's, all it's a that package. Like, you thing. know, we're going to make right. her, she's comes in awkward, but she's really beautiful. And she's going to like, we're going to put her in this cocoon and she's just going to blossom right before your eyes. Like this, while it's great for TV, this is not going to translate into an album uh, or into a higher album, record into sales, a, or, or a higher record song. Sales. I remember back in the day, and this was this was an interview that I watched with Randy Jackson. He, I think it was season four, season four, Carrie Underwood yeah, season, Carrie one, and I think it was like at the top four, top five, something like that. And he was like, "Who do you think could win?" And he says, "I will tell you, Amer- it's honestly America's choice, but who I can take right now and make an album with is Carrie Underwood." And that and that's what he said. So outside of what he thought, you know, whose vocals were the strongest or who had the best story, who I can take right now and make an album with is Carrie Underwood. And you can look and see that she's still selling out today, doing the thing. Mm-hmm. So we've gotten from the step of actually taking people who we think are going to go and do well and do post, well post reality show, right? And now we've gotten to this. They're trying spot. to make them a reality star mm. and not an actual. Bingo. Singer. And I think that's the I think it's really sad because I think you look at people who are looking for something, are looking for starting, are looking for that leg up, and are auditioning for these shows in hopes of getting that development and actually being able to go and do something with it afterwards. Mm-hmm. And they're given, you know, six or seven months of their entire life to just go back home and sing in the parade or, you know, sing at the local, you know, mm-hmm. the 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 the, the dinner theater or you know whatever so it's it's sad to see but and i would love to see a transformation of that within these within these shows because it's not they're doing more of an injustice to, i feel like to the people who are who are on the shows the contestants like us like you said no i agree and the voice couldn't tell you a winner couldn't i couldn't, couldn't. tell you a winner i mean there's so many people that i feel like could have went and done like amazing things i go avery wilson was on the voice Amazing voice, Didn't amazing. Even make it to the top five, Where is he at now? Mm-hmm. You know, I look at people like um, Latoya London, who was like season three, three or something Idol. like that. A met what like crazy vocal. Don't know what she's doing. You know, so I think it's and I mean we've had a couple of stories. You know, Kat, I think about Catherine McPhee. She's been someone who's been able to kind of take parlay, it and turn yeah. it and and parlay like said, it to it's other up things. To you to keep yep, that consistency and to keep that momentum going. I think you know you you take a look at Catherine um, was runner up though, so she had she a was. little bit more. She lost to Taylor Hicks, I think. 
Oh, God. And where's he at? Couldn't tell you. Dead. <laughs> no, I hope not. No, no. no, no. I was going to say, no, no, no. Not dead. Just career's dead. Take that out. Yeah, career dead. Career's dead. dead. Let's clean that up. We're going to edit that. <laughs> Cut that. Cut. Dead. Um, but dead. no, I get it. I, again, like I said, you know, you have to be able to, and I think this is a thing, is I saw a little bit, I was watching a video on um, on YouTube that was talking about, well, what happened to the winners of, you know, The Voice? And a lot of them didn't like the direction that their career was going right. and decided to call it quits or decided to it. go an independent route. You finish, the t- you finish, right, or you're eliminated. You have an album deal. Well, wait, you're talking about if you're eliminated or if you win? No, let's talk about if you, uh, if you are eliminated first. Okay. So if you're eliminated, you still can't go do anything because you have to go on tour. Right. You, you have to wait the for the whole season to finish. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting there stuck in a contract. And I have a little bit of... And you probably don't even have to go home because you right. have to you still perform don't. at the finale. Right. And so you probably... They ask you to stay in whatever vicinity it is yep. until the actual competition is over with. And you perform a few songs at the finale and then you're sitting on your merry way. Where's uh, Daughtry at? I don't know. Yeah, so I think like so that that's what happens. It, Where's now, Ruben Stutter at, honey? Ruben or Clay? Aiken. I think Ruben went back to school. I really think that Ruben went back to school. And Clay tried to become a senator, and and Clay fell that flat. didn't work in North Carolina or something like that. Yeah, one of the yeah, Carolinas. Continue on. Well, okay, but anyway, this. but yeah. So like, I think so. Yeah, so if you don't win, then you have to come back and go on tour and, mm-hmm. and do all of this. Let's say that you do win, then you're locked into this what development deal of like we're gonna take our time and right. try to figure out what's what what's your right sound you, is what your sound is and all of How that and then it's like you? you know and then you know you're sitting there stuck and if you don't like whatever, the direction that they're going in it's then a what? wrap yeah it's a wrap then what you're sitting there now dead. okay so i'm going i'm going put you on the line for a moment because of the conversation we had before okay now i don't know if you remember this but the conversation that we had a while ago, and I said, when I first brought this video up about, you know, a lot of the artists who didn't like the direction of going, I said, so could you sit in a deal knowing that they wanted you to be something you were not in order to, like, get where you were going? And you said, yes. Does my check clear? That's all I want to know. Does my check, <laughs> you, is my check You said, I will clear. sing whatever they need. They did, want me to sing a little rock. Did my check hit? <laughs> Look, wait, question. Did my check hit? They, what, y'all want me to sing rock? Did the check hit? <laughs> I'm coming home. <laughs> what y'all want? Some country? Uh, <laughs> Stand by, by your, your man. man. <laughs> right. Like, come on. Tell me why. <laughs> Haven't I? Like, I'll whatever y'all want. I don't. As, as long as that check hit, we there. I again, and so, and that's what it is. I will say once again. I keep harping on this, but it is up to that person. Like. Let's just go through really quickly. Jay Hud flourished. Yes, she didn't, didn't even come close was, to winning. God had His hand on that one. He sure did. George Huff from the same season. He said, "I know what I'm about to ride this Jay Hud train because I know she's round. about to be." And he's back there singing "Do Wop Bop Bops" and getting yep. that check. Now, the last thing I have because I know we totally run long here, but why go on the Voice? I feel like a lot of the contestants who go on the Voice who were background singers, had better careers than what they'll have afterwards. Because when you go on The Voice, and if you win, you're you're basically leaving the job you have because you can't sing back up do our pops no more because you're yeah. trying to be front center stage. So now when that doesn't happen, then what? I think, I mean, 
If it doesn't happen, then you are, I mean, you can always go back to doing background. Not if, you could, but like, if you already had a solid spot. I'm sure. I, I, I'm sure that there are some girls out there going back, straight back to the background, doing they, who I, they, I'm, there's girls doing musicals. So a lot of, I remember Candace yeah. Glover, she's out doing musicals. What, where is she like, doing now? She's doing a musical, I think. Couldn't you know, like, you. you know that show Glee? <laughs> Where they say a couple when songs. they say them cover songs, songs and stuff. Uh huh. That's what she does. Oh, okay. Where's Chris Allen? Chris Allen, I think. I don't Couldn't know. tell you. I think he got sick or something. Honestly, like I couldn't even tell you who the last winner of American Idol was. Trent Harmon, I think. Who? Season 15. Trent what? Harmon. When? Where? Yeah, like I said, like, and there's. I think it's, it's sad. It's Another really good example. Sad. Adam Lambert. He's. Having pushing his He's career, doing something, you know, that like, and I think the other piece that we're not really taking in consideration here is that the idea of you know it's America's decision. It's not, but it's really not. It's like not. we know that these shows rigged, right? Rigor mortis. <laughs> exactly. Rigor mortis. I know. You know, that, and we have to kind of find ways around that and giving people actually like really like fair chances because Justin Guarini. Guess what he's doing now. He's in those Dr. Pepper commercials. Cute. Ooh, the sweet one. You know those? That's sad. And you know, what you gonna do? Justin said, I need this check. That's sad. He said, I need this check. Yeah, I wanna do, I wanna do a, that, that is a study. That, that might be my dissertation. Everybody, I, anybody, I couldn't tell you what they were doing. Couldn't tell you. And the voice, who? All I know is the judges. Right, that's all, that's it. So, that's it. But how come? And how that, come? Hopefully we answered it. Hopefully we'll get. And if we find more, we want to hear from you. Do you know any of these where these winners are? How come? And and why they ain't popping? So that's what I have for how come. All right. I think we've harped on all of these topics long enough. Yeah. I think. I mean. Yeah. So let's close up. What did you learn in this episode? That number one, I'm still single at almost thirty. Still trying to figure out how to you get over that. that. What, what right. um, still trying to form a valid, solid opinion of Donald Glover and This Is America. Okay. Um, we'll never be able to tell you who won The Voice. <laughs> and ain't got no tears left to cry. No. Yes, Ariana. Yes. <laughs> I don't know the words. I'm about to learn. And I'm, that's the other part. I'm going to learn the words. To no tears left to cry, and that'll be in the next podcast. Please learn more. What did you learn? What are you? What are you? What are your takeaways? Uh, I really, I think, you know, our conversation about dear white people has really got my mind turning about where season three can go. Mm-hmm. And I, and like, to me, the possibilities are endless. The way that they set it up, um, that I, I probably need to do a little bit more. Uh, I need to do a little bit more programming with you in regards to the relationships. I'm gonna do some Yala. Programming. I'm gonna let you cry on my chest. <laughs> what did they call that? I forget what her name was. I, but I was such a mess. All of the spoofs and dear white people have such a mess. They did an empire spoof as well. They did a really nice Yana spoof. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, we need to get out of here. No, let's go. So it's time to wrap up. All right, ladies and gents, thank you for listening to Cold Pop. Make sure that you follow us on our social media accounts. Instagram. So Instagram at Cold Pop Show. Mm-hmm. Or you can follow me on Instagram as well at Trenton Rashad. 
And you can follow me, Marcus Drew Steele, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Marcus Drew Steele with the E. But I think I'm actually about to go on a little bit of a social media hiatus here soon. Yeah, he's going to put up the social media. You know, summertime's coming around, and maybe I need to just get back in touch with That's the time. So, oh, God. Get back in touch with, you know. Y'all, I'm working with him. I'm going to do some programming with him to make sure that he's Social media's a bit of a distraction. So. We're gonna do it back. You know what? Just like it was a distraction in the in the This Is America. I didn't video. get that. From you didn't see the media. you didn't see the boys over I, there with the cameras. Yes. Saying, well, I thought I mean, that was more of like them filming everything. Yeah, to put like on to film snap. stuff. Yeah, than the hell. So it was so. good. But yeah, so make sure that you follow us on all those social media accounts. Make sure that you rate, comment, and subscribe to our channel. We also want to know what do you think. Hit us back on our IGs. Hit us back on Twitter. Let us know what you think of the show, what you thought of some of the segments. We want to get your feedback as well. All right, guys. We will see you all next week. Thank you for listening to Cold Pop. Bye.